Good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Overland Philosopher Podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm going to talk today about the Big Iron Overland Rally. What a great time. Super cool place. Super cool time. I just want to share you my experience there. Maybe it's something that you might want to come to. Check it out. This podcast is brought to you by Artemis Overland Hardware. For all your off-road overlanding and outdoor needs in Springfield, Missouri, check out ArtemisOverland.com. Aaron with Artemis is not just somebody who will sell you something. He is a friend. I ask you to call him, give him a chance, support small business, and get out there and enjoy life. But if you need some gear, check out ArtemisOverland.com. The scene was set in Springfield, Missouri in February of this year. The Midwest Overland and Off-Road Expo was scheduled, but so many outside forces were working their magic against it. Event organizer Chris Holloway was feeling the pressure as COVID-19 restrictions were in full swing and mandates were still in effect, making life harder than it ever should be. In the midst of all the pressure and the circulating rumors of the cancellation of more, Chris still pressed on and worked hard to ensure that all city and state mandates were met. Just when one bullet was dodged, another came flying in ready for a kill shot. A winter storm of epic proportions was headed toward the Midwest with a fury. The storm not only threatened the area of southern Missouri, but also of the surrounding states and beyond. Attendees and vendors alike were now worried if they would be able to make it to the event. And if they did, would they even be able to make it home after it was over? Well, when the time came to show up, everyone showed up. And they didn't just show up, they showed out. Vendors pulled in with their snow-covered rigs as if they were made for such a time as this. And we are. The doors opened and attendees walked in as nothing was stopping them from getting out of the house and being around their people. It was magical and everyone felt it. Chris felt it. The reassurance in the process and most definitely in the people made Chris want to do more. Or M-O-O-R-E more, as he likes to say. He was not finished the day the last vendor pulled out of the fairgrounds. His mind was still at work. His desire for instituting incredible overlanding and outdoor events for the Midwest was unwavering. It never stopped. He immediately began to research, seek out a venue, and think about a new event. His mind labored and felt the need for a hybrid event, something fresh, something different, something no one in this area had ever seen or been to before. It was in this moment, in his mind, that the Big Iron Overland Rally was born. About 40 miles west of Joplin, Missouri, six, Big Brutus. In 1962, Big Brutus was born as the largest electric shovel in the world, costing $6.5 million. Standing 16 stories tall and weighing in at 11 million pounds, Brutus was able to fill three railroad cars in one scoop. Today, Brutus stands in West Mineral, Kansas, as an eternal tribute to the mining heritage of Southeast Kansas and to the miners all across the nation who worked hard to support their families. 
In 2018, Big Brutus made the National Register of Historic Places and is open weekly for visitors to come and check out. That was it. This was the place. This is the rally spot and the reason behind the name, Big Iron. It was perfect. It was different. It was a setting like no other, a place to fulfill this dream, a dream which would come true very quickly. Less than a month later, after more was over, social media trumpeted the sound that would ring loud for a short time. On March 10th, 2021, the announcement came to all who would hear. Big Iron Overland Rally, May 14th through the 16th, 2021. Are you kidding me? In less than two months, you're going to be able to pull off another event? I can hear the naysayers now thinking it was too late to announce or too soon to pull off. Nevertheless, the crowd was hyped and the pot was stirred. Bands were announced, backed by stage sponsors and vendors announced, one after another, as camping spots opened. Less than one month later, all camping spots were filled. Oh no. Messages were pouring in from those who felt left out, who did not get a chance to grab their spot. They were on the fence at first, but when they finally had their eyes open to what others had been seeing for weeks, they wanted in. And Chris, as always, never stopped working for the people. He opened up many more spots so others could join in on the party. It was sure to be a time to remember. Pulling into that Friday morning that just before the event was to begin, I saw vendors already set up in their areas. Campers had their spots staked out with many more to be rolling in very soon. Tiring in the background was Big Brutus. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Its enormity was overwhelming. It was the centerpiece for the rally, and all gathered around it as if to hear stories like a grandfather tells his grandchildren. We found our spot and began the process of setting things up. The atmosphere was that of sitting around a campfire. Everyone was there to enjoy the outdoors, some good company and good music. Children and their dogs ran around enjoying the newfound freedom after being cooped up in Dad's rig for hours trying to get there. Skies were clear and temps were perfect. The threat of rain was there, but this is what we do. We're overlanders. There's always weather, and we're just glad to be here in spite of what may come. Now, I was working the booth for Artemis Overland out of Springfield, Missouri, which was sandwiched between Rhino's awesome van and Rugged Bound out of Houston, Texas. Jeremiah from Overland Pioneers was there, as well as Jeff from Badock Adventure Co. Trailers out of Oklahoma. Across the way was Natural State Overland and Adventure Motors out of Kansas City, Yona Adventure Gear, Overland Rentals, Action Tracks, 7X Off-Road Trailers, and others stretched far around the corner. We do not get to see each other often, and we have to take opportunities such as this to speak and get some face time, so I was hoping to be able to walk around and talk to everyone. It was not long until more rigs rolled in and the fields around Big Brutus began to fill. People came around the booth and visited about this or that, meeting new people and hugging old friends. It was a vivid reminder of just how each person makes overlanding what it is. Early into the afternoon, the band started up under the rear of Big Brutus. The trombone of Dance Monkey Dance or the guitar of the Dirty Strings were often interrupted by a dark dog barking or the whiz of a drone flying overhead or the casual conversation of someone just dropping by the booth to say hi. People were hustling around the pavilion as classes were being taught by Matt from Ozark Overland Adventure, Switchback Outdoor Safety, and Midland Communications. As evening fell on the first day, embellished stories were told around the fire pits as the Adam Johnston Band 
took us deep into the evening. Through the early Saturday morning hours, we were awakened to the sound of thunder rolling across the prairie and rain hitting the top of the tent. It was not long until I was back asleep, but sooner than I wanted to, morning came, and so the coffee had to be started. The rain continued, and we prepared for a long, wet day as the forecast did not look enjoyable. But fortunately, as many times, the weathermen were fooled by a greater power, and around noon, the rain stopped. The bands now moved up to the pavilion due to the forecast, fired up, and gave us some amazing background music as we talked to people coming by the booth. It seemed as if everyone decided to get out and walk around now that the sun was peeking out around the never-ending sea of clouds. Songs of Lauren Vonanen, followed by Charlie Mellinger, rang out through the sights as conversations were had about this or that at different booths. People toured Big Brutus as a few guys broke out the bags for a competitive game of cornhole. Rhino flew by us on his golf cart, running around to make sure things were getting done and people were where they needed to be, whether to camp or whether to class. Chris walked around and visited with everyone. He was in high spirits and he deserved this moment. Arkansas carried us with their banjos and mandolins into the early afternoons. Many gathered around the pavilion as they were well known in these parts. I took a moment to do that walk as I was looking forward to. I was able to get around seeing Overland Essentials and McKee Off-Road Designs and Overland Cookware, Anti-Gravity Berries, and Go Treads around the vendor area, but it was now time to back at the booth to visit with some passers-by. A family came by and a little girl asked for stickers. I scrounged one up, handed it off, and watched her run away smiling. An hour or so later, the same little girl came back with her siblings and asked if I wanted to buy a sticker or a t-shirt. This was fun, and I decided to play their game, exchanging a few dollars for a few things I already had. When children look at you with those eyes, it's really hard to say no. Soon I heard Chris on the microphone. He was serious and seemed as if he was saying something really heartfelt. I stepped around the booth to have a listen. Mason with Blue Line Overland took the microphone and told the story of these little kids asking for stickers and selling t-shirts. Well, that was the same kids that came by my booth. They came by his booth asking for stickers, but then they asked what he did. After telling them that their organization raises money to help children in need, they seemed interested and then walked away. Not long afterwards, they took all that they had collected, went around and sold it and came back and gave him $100 to help other kids. Not stopping there, they continued with vendors donating things to hand out and money for their cause, and they returned to Mason with more, almost $600. They had done the ultimate in sacrificing their own for the sake of others. Everyone was amazed and excited. Another reminder of how awesome this overlanding family is. I had already started cooking dinner on the grill when Chris popped around the corner asking for an item to add to an auction. He had found out that since Brutus was now on the National Register of Historic Places, it was a requirement that it be painted once every 20 years to cover the cost, which was almost $200,000. He had also found out that there was an auctioneer on site that worked for Big Brutus. He had arranged to do an auction of items donated by vendors and wanted to donate that money back to help in the repainting of the big machine. 
Not long after Arkansas was done playing Chris, Michael from all over Overland and the auctioneer took the stage and with the help of some extremely generous vendors and bidders, was able to raise $4,940, almost $5,000 to go to this cause. How incredible. Yes, it started out as a vision of someone who wants something more. Remember? M-O-O-R-E. For Midwest Overlanders. Yes, it was to be different than what people were used to, but it had become so much more. Not only a great event with with amazing bands and entertainment, a national landmark, great camping vendors and people, but now had raised around $5,500 for charity. Sitting around the fire that evening, listening to Sequel Dose and Cadillac Jackson as, as the peach cobbler formed inside the Dutch oven, we talked about how stupid cool this event was. So different from all the others that we have ever been a part of, but different in a really, really good sort of way. Not only an event that gives us a place to go and meet people, share our love for the outdoors and enjoy quality entertainment, but also an event that gives back helping to preserve the things we love and also helping others. The bonfire around the giant scoop had voices singing long into the night. The pressures of putting on an event was now over. The rain that was supposed to come never did, as the weather was absolutely perfect. Sunday morning we arose to blue skies. It was still early, but the tents were coming down and the awnings were being put away. Some were still asleep from the previous night's long celebration. Leaving such a good time and handing back to reality is not something most people are in a rush to get back to, but this time, back to reality was also different. We just thought we had seen it all. Arriving back to the social media world, we saw Big Iron Overland again. Mason posted that someone wanted to match the $600 that the kids had raised, doubling the donation to help needy children. Then Chris posted a photo of him handing a check to the great people of Big Brutus with the following statement. It's about community. That's the force behind our culture, and you proved it. Thanks to you, moments ago, we were able to present a check to Big Brutus for $8,563. We had approximately 150 rigs, 500 people in attendance. There were eight, band that play, eight bands that played over 16 hours of music. Eight classes on four subjects were taught and collectively attended by 160 eager learners. The live auction had $2,500 worth of items, but it sold for $4,940, in which 100% goes to helping preserve the Big Brutus historic landmark. A portion of the tickets also went to Big Brutus to bring the total donation to the big guy over $8,500. From the bottom of my heart, on behalf of all the Brutus staff and board, thank you. Signed, Chris Holloway. You do not have to be the biggest to be the best. You just have to have the heart and unbreakable will and a vision. You saw what could happen and you made it happen. You blew our minds in putting an event together nobody had ever thought of before. You came around my camp one last time. Before we said our goodbyes, you looked at Rhino and myself in the eye and you said, you know, this was cool. We definitely need to do this again. You know, Chris, I believe we all agree. Thank you. Thank you for having the vision. Thank you for putting it on. We look forward to next year. Big Iron 22.
Big Iron Overland Rally will take place again, 2022, in either May or June. I'm not really sure yet because we pushed more Expo back to April. So I'm not really sure if we will have it in May or June of next year, but always check out Big Iron Overland Rally on Instagram and Facebook, and we will make announcements about it, and that way you can add it to your calendar very soon. I hope you plan this. Such a great time. We loved it, and we're definitely going back again. Hope to see you there. Hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.